was the boogeyman! As a matter of fact, it was. Hi, everybody, and welcome to Frank Reviews, a father-son expedition through pop culture. Uh, I am Harrison Lickner, but I'm not really your host this week. Uh, in addition to Frank, say hi, Frank. Hi there. <laughs> we have on the mic this week, back from our our Total Recall episode months ago, everybody's best friend, Rob Queso. Howdy. <laughs> so here's how this is going to go. Here's how this is going to go. Queso, you know much more about the Halloween saga than I do. An infinite amount more than I do. You've seen more than one movie, is what I'm saying. <laughs> is that I'm a requirement? Going to, I'm going to sit over here on my laptop, kind of off the mic. I have a list of all of the Halloween movies, and I would like you to explain them to my dad. Dad, I assume you have several questions about the movie. I would like you to direct them at Queso. I will interject when I feel necessary. Otherwise, I don't want to talk on this episode. Thank, Go! Thank God. Okay. Okay. Halloween, 1978. Directed by John Carpenter. Music by John Carpenter. Jamie Lee Curtis. Dad. Yes. Keep talking. 20-year-old 20, 20 Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. Hey, mm-hmm. You know, you, you can't go wrong there. Um, she's one of my faves. Um, another Carpenter movie. Uh, dull, unresponsive um, characters. Um, he's getting rid of that, that sort of pause that that he does you know where like oh but what what do you mean getting rid of because this was before any of the movies we've watched oh really yes well then he hasn't developed it oh okay he hasn't developed but but wait there was like in the beginning uh and you pointed this out uh where the kid comes out of the house after butchering his sister uh he's got the knife and the two parents are standing on either side of him and they just stood there for like 35 minutes looking at each other just looking at each other. So I guess he, you know, maybe that's where he was developing it. Um, okay, so please. <laughs> go off. I want you to aim your Halloween cannon at my dad okay. and, and go crazy. Um, please. I, I've been loosely keeping tabs with what you've been up to as far as like your Carpenter reviews and stuff. I haven't listened to all of them all the way yet. Uh-huh. Um, I, I heard part of your Evil Dead 2 review where the mic was all off. Yeah, uh, sorry. Funny story. That's my favorite horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I know. I know how how Frank felt about that one. I guess we can get into that later. Um, but no, it's it's interesting. Uh, as far as it's Carpenter himself is an interesting kind of dude. As far as like if you look at his filmography, before this you've got like Assault on Precinct Thirteen, Starman, nothing really horror centric. And this is, but he's considered like one of the foundational kings of horror up with like Hitchcock and stuff like that if anything this movie probably owes more to that sort of thing than kind of what comes after it um especially when you get into the sequel territory um so as far as this first movie goes uh I'm, I'm curious what people's takes were now this movie is the tagline is the night he came home 
um, Halloween the night he came home. Yes. Um, okay. The so night he came home. Yeah. Sorry, I'm holding up the Blu-ray as a prop for an audio podcast. Please continue. Um, and then uh, I'm just curious because we haven't really done the review segment yet. Uh, I mean, we heard how he felt about like the characters and stuff like that well yeah that's just that's a start (laughs) um did you find the presence of michael or as he's referred to uh by people like me the shape to be at all scary um was there any sense of danger or was he more just um was he like the shark from jaws with legs no you know um I, i can see where back in 78 um I mean, he's he's iconic, and you know, I've I haven't seen the movie. I thought I had seen the movie, but I hadn't seen the movie. And um, um, you know, seeing him, it's like, oh, that dude. You know, so it's not like a <clears throat> new guy, but still, he did have a presence because he didn't do anything, didn't say anything, and maybe that's the scariest of all—just standing there, appearing and then disappearing. And he's always like, always there, um, so you know he's following you. Um, uh, him like stabbing people and stuff that wasn't so bad but just yeah his his just being there out the window or or mm. something yeah that was kind of creepy okay creepy scary okay i i also don't believe dad knows the story of the mask the <laughs> mask wanna... yeah the, um, what did we call it the michael meyer mask yep so there's a a couple surprising connections um between the halloween franchise and star trek um did the likeness of Michael's mask bear any resemblance to any starship captains that you might might be aware of? I'm not well versed on all this stuff. Isn't isn't there like a real pasty pale pale guy? I mean Shatner's like That's Oh the, oh wait. Dan, Dan, uh, yeah, you're yeah, thinking yeah, of yeah. data. <laughs> Who? You're you're I'll, I'll lean into your mic. You're thinking of data from the next generation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's him. That was which it. Was, that was it. Which was ten years after this. That was it. That was it. <laughs> that's true. Shatner is a special kind of white though. Please uh, explain the mask. So please, please, please. Apparently there's a bunch of tests that they did. Uh, the legend goes that they picked out a commercially available at the time Captain Kirk mask and I think they scrubbed off the eyebrows and then spray painted it white and then so that's the genesis of, of Michael's mask that's it that's a, it's a Captain Kirk I didn't, it wouldn't have occurred to me so, to me. They should have picked like Spock or something, you know? Right. That would I, have been cool. I, I think that might have been too obvious with the ears. Mm. Yes. But yes. From, from what I understand the rest of the movies um, they uh, wanted to avoid copyright, so they had to re-sculpt the Michael Myers mask. Am I correct in this? Uh, so, in Halloween 2, they managed to reuse the same mask that they used in the first movie. Ew. Halloween yep. 3 doesn't Icky. have Michael Myers. We'll get to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Halloween 4, it, the original had been lost, and then so Halloween 4, 5, and 6. And they made new ones in H2O, which is the seventh one. It's mostly CG, and it looks terrible. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, and then um, in Halloween Resurrection, I think it's a it's a new practical mask, and then in the Rob Zombie remakes, it's a new practical mask, and then in Halloween twenty eighteen, it's a new practical mask. Okay, so Dad, I I don't want to spend too much time because we've got a lot of ground to cover. Sure. Do you have any more questions about the movie specifically? We watched nineteen seventy eight Halloween. Yeah, like they never. Exp- <laughs> um, they they never said a word about why the kid did it. Okay, sure. All right, he's he's 
mentally unstable, okay, but, you know, like, why did he just one day, completely out of the blue, walk into his sister's room and kill her? I, I There was no, that was, you know, I, I don't know. Um, the, the real answer is there is no answer. He's just supposed to be pure evil, and it's kind of funny that when kind of commenting on it, John Comforter always said that he intended Michael to be kind of just like this blank, faceless, all-encompassing evil. Not anything redeemable, okay. and not anything that people can relate to. Which is why the sequels kind of miss it, and I'll, I'll get to that, I guess, as I did, kind of do our rundown. Did Carpenter do the the sequels? Well, ah. let, let's <laughs> get into that right now. Okay. Um, hang on. So, I guess we'll let me <clears> so, these. So, 1978 was uh yeah i'm gonna swing the mic over this way we uh uh the 1978 john carpenter halloween was followed up in 1981 with halloween 2 and queso halloween 2 the tagline is more of the night he came home (laughs) more of more of it is an immediate sequel. It takes place minutes after the end of the first one. Cool. Uh, it picks up pretty much right from the scene where Loomis shoots him six times, and he falls off the balcony, and then Jamie Lee is hiding in the corner. Um, oh, and and then he's he's disappeared. Yes, you know, there's exactly. the other concept of, or the other idea of like, why can't you kill him? Yes. Um, oh, and that's another thing with um, um, this Carpenter guy, like, uh. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I'll bring it in later. So the second one has one of my favorite lines of all time. Uh, immediately after, it, or when it starts, Loomis runs out to go try to find him in the yard. And one of the neighbors comes out and says something. Um, I'm like, do you think he's dead? And then Loomis just turns to the guy and says, you don't know what death is. And then just runs into the night. It's the funniest thing. Anyway. Um, well, well, I know I know what it was. Like... He ends all his movies like, what? You know, I con- yeah. I'm constantly saying that's it. Yeah. At the end of his movies, oh, that's yeah. it. The thing. Like now, what? Yeah. Yeah. The thing. Mm. Well, that's what. That's <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, yeah. You know. So yeah, he's got some curious trademarks. Yeah, I think he he likes the idea of the unknown and just kind of like piecing it together, or it's, at least bringing it, an idea of what you wanted. It's to like make. the last the last couple of scenes like just got cut off yep yep. you know the the lack of a resolution is what's more unsettling than any resolution yeah um so uh laurie or jamie lee is admitted to the hospital and because it's halloween night the hospital is on a skeleton crew for some reason Uh yeah and um (laughs) the hallways no bones about it (laughs) the hallways are all empty so like there's really light um personnel in the everything so michael's able to it's pretty much um the whole thing is uh, takes place specifically in the hospital with uh, a couple of exceptions with the police discovering michael's uh, kills from the first movie so like the girl who plays annie comes back as a corpse <laughs> yeah. um wait An- annie comes back as a corpse like there, there's a shot oh oh, oh, them, oh as a corpse oh okay yeah, of them wheeling her body out of the house and that's okay it. um there's a fun little Easter egg in um, the first movie. They're talking about this guy that Laurie knows, Ben Tramer. Yes. Um, in the second movie, he gets he happens to have his Halloween costume that year is Michael Myers. 
What? So he's wearing like the same mask as Michael and like the same jumpsuit. And the police ran their car into him because they think it's him. And then there's like this big fireball explosion. And it turns out it's it was just that guy. So like the dude Lori had a date with wound up getting killed by the police. <laughs> um, oh my god. Yeah. Then Michael what? kills a bunch of nurses. Wait, um, what? Why? Why would he? He he must have intentionally picked the costume of the killer. Except it's the same night, so no one even knew that somebody dressed like that was doing yeah. was doing the okay. killing when he bought the costume. Okay, it makes good. no sense. Yeah, that makes, no, yeah. yeah, okay. John Carpenter wrote Halloween 2. It's the only sequel that he worked on up until the 2018 one, and he wrote it out of a financial obligation or a contractual obligation to the studios and everything like that. And he said he got through it by sitting down with a six-pack every night and just like finishing it while writing, and it shows. <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, you owe us a sequel. Oh, okay. okay. Here you are. <laughs> uh, uh, Beauty. Okay, so I know you've got a hard out, so let's keep on trucking. Sure. That follows up in 1982, just one short year later, with Halloween 3, the season of the witch. Indeed. Witch. Um, so the original plan when they created the Halloween series as a whole was to actually make it be an anthology series. Every year, there'd be a different movie called Halloween that would have a different plot line. Uh, because the first one was a runaway success, although not on its original release. I'll get into that. But because the, the first one was so well-received, uh, they made it a sequel following up to it, especially after... Because this is the same year that Friday the 13th comes out and makes a lot of money. So then they're like, all right, great, teen slashers. That's the thing. Um Halloween 2 doesn't do as well, if I recall. So they're like, let's try that other thing. So Halloween 3 is about a bunch of druids who have androids, and they're making haunted Halloween masks using pieces of Stonehenge. (laughs) (laughs) Pieces of Stonehenge? Yes, which turn your head into snakes and bugs and stuff like that. So if you... Well, as you do. So if you're wearing your Silver Shamrock brand mask during the special Halloween presentation. This is a big spoiler, but I don't think you're going to watch this one anytime soon. Absolutely not. Dad, I like to have a good time with you. Hell, I want to see that one. It's most people's favorite Halloween movie. Okay. Not most people. It's weird people's favorite Halloween movie. I'll put it that way. Um, So yeah, if you watch the TV, there's a a broadcast signal comes out of the TV during a certain broadcast that they're a commercial that they're doing. And that, activates the chips that have the bits of Stonehenge in them, and that's what turns your head into a pile of snakes and bugs. Nice. Dad, do you have any questions about Halloween 3, the curse of the uh, season no, of the witch? No, I'm good. Okay. Oh, how, did, how did they get pieces of Stonehenge? Uh, they're druids. They're, they're <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. And okay, they I also forgot. have, they've unlocked um, near lifelike uh, artificial persons. <sighs> they have they have like man droids. It's crazy. Okay, uh, great. The tagline for that movie, the night nobody came home. <laughs> Seriously? Yes. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Keep on trucking. Six years after that movie happened, we have Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers. What, that's what, 88? 88. Okay. So between Halloween 3 and Halloween 4, you've had Nightmare on Elm Street and a bunch of Friday sequels. So I'm guessing they were like, hey, let's course correct here. Halloween 4, The Return of Michael Myers is um uh, an indirect sequel jamie lee curtis didn't want to come back because she was too busy being in a fish called wanda not literally but just like moving on in her career um and so <laughs> wait was she was she in the other 
She was in two. Halloween two. Two. She was. She spends okay. most of the movie unconscious in a hospital bed. Yeah, that's really nice. all there is about that. <laughs> Halloween two is the one where we find out that Lori is Michael's sister, and that's why he's compelled to kill her. Lori is my. Yeah. It's not. It's never really. Um, brought up in the first movie so it's a bit of a retroactive continuity um, so that's why they're like why does Michael care about Laurie so much oh it's his sister and he has a thing for killing his sisters that's good enough how did it get to be his sister How? oh uh, because she was adopted after yeah it I yeah. because the uh, okay alright <laughs> I also lost track of that um, <laughs> but in between Halloween 2 and 4 Laurie apparently is killed in a car accident after having a daughter of her own named Jamie and Loomis ah, yeah. so we we keep Jamie yes her, her, yeah the daughter's name is Jamie um, Loomis um, appears to blow up in a fire at the end of 2 which would also appears to kill Michael but it really just puts Michael in a coma and Loomis just gets a Phantom of the Opera scar despite being in a room full of ether that explodes wait hang on so uh, um, uh, uh, the guy that played Blofeld gets a disfiguring scar on the side of his face. He sure does. There we go. <laughs> oh, also, Dad didn't know who Blofeld was, so I had to explain that. Dad, he's James Bond's nemesis. Right. Right. Yeah, I, I think I can picture him. And say, yeah, okay. yeah, with okay. the white cap. I forget yeah, yeah. In which one he's in. You Only Live Twice. It's my favorite. There you go. It's horrendous. <laughs> um... <laughs> So Halloween 4, I haven't seen Halloween 4 in a very long time, or 5 for that matter. Um, well, do we want to keep on trucking? Yeah, I'll, I'll just kind of breeze through them. Um, okay. Halloween 5, The Revenge of Michael Myers, 1989. It's literally just a continue. it's more of 4. It's the same girl, Michael's going after her, and Loomis is trying to intervene. It's, the only thing that makes that stand out is at the end of it, um, Michael is arrested. And you think that like they finally got him. And then right before it ends, it he's busted out of jail. There's like this weird explosion at the police station, I, I think. And it turns out he was um, sprung free by cultists. <laughs> so, so he's got a cult following him. Not exactly. He is the tool of the cult. As we find out in Halloween 6, The Curse of Michael Myers. Uh, uh, The Curse of Michael Myers, 1995. Six years between that and the previous. So, this is uh, notable because it's Paul Rudd's cinematic debut. Hey! We like Paul Rudd, he's Ant-Man. Yes. Oh, okay. He's a little guy. Yeah. He plays the grown-up version, or at least the, what, 17-year-older version of Tommy Doyle, the girl that Laurie is babysitting in the first movie. Uh, and okay. so he's all messed up about it. He's 25. And Paul Rudd was actually playing. He was 25 in the movie, too. So for once, he was playing his age. Um, <laughs> and so he's kind of like the local kind of, you know, Michael guy. He's paranoid and stuff like that about it all. Um, and then Loomis comes back, but it's the last thing Donald Pleasance did before he died. So he's kind of barely in it. Um there's like a thing where we find out that Laurie has like a cousin or something like that. And then what it is, is Michael is the tool of the cult of thorn. And in order for the cult of thorn to gain something, it's like eternal life or power or whatever. Michael has to kill all of his family members before a certain event or something of that effect. It's been a while. 
Um, I just remember there's two versions of that movie. There's the theatrical cut and the producer's cut. The theatrical cut ends with Paul Rudd trying to open a locked door and looking like he has this weird like laugh face on him while Michael's coming after him. And then Paul Rudd eventually gets in and sticks Michael with a bunch of syringes full of like corrosive fluid. Yeah. And then the cult of Thorn is passed on to Dr. Loomis. No, sorry. That's the producer's cut ending. The original ending is it's just implied that Loomis is killed and Michael just goes on. It's a train wreck. Four, five, and six are collectively a three-car train wreck that is just absolutely ridiculous, but kind of fun if you like lighthearted, or not lighthearted, but like inconsequential stuff. Dad, do you have any questions about the previous three movies? Um, wait, Lori, Lori, Lori has a daughter. Yes. And then the daughter picks up as the... The object of Michael's Correct. pursuits because he didn't get to kill the real Lord. And is the baby Lori, is that Jamie Lee again? No, it's no. it's another actress, Danielle Harris. Um, we lost Jamie Lee. Yeah. So, oh, well, then I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> well, just wait yeah. for 1998 Halloween H2O 20 years later. So this movie is instead, <laughs> if you missed or didn't care about Three, four, five, and six. I've got great news because they don't count anymore. Okay. Forget all of that. It goes straight from Halloween, Halloween two, and then you skip everything all the way straight to Halloween H two O. That movie, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis comes back as Laurie Strode. Um, she's changed her name. She's relocated to California. She's a headmistress at like a private school. Um, yeah. They never really explain or address how Michael survives the fire at the end of 2. He just kind of shows up out of nowhere. LL Cool J is in it as a security guard who writes bad erotica. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Who, who doesn't? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, and then Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams are in it. It's written by the guy who wrote Scream. So that was like his big thing. Like Scream had just come out and it's like, oh man, give that guy all the work. Um, and it's, it's not... As I actually had a post about it from two years ago on Facebook today, um, it it's kind of needlessly reverent without really adding anything to it. Like it doesn't escalate anything. I think fewer people die, and the stakes are just they never really. It's just a really long cat and mouse with Michael chasing Laurie, and like that's it. I think like four or five people are killed. Well, let's add any questions about H two O. What, why H2O? What's this? 20 years later. 20 years later. Uh, it came out in 98. Okay. Dull. Okay. Any questions? No. Okay. No. Well, no. Let's keep moving on with 2002 Halloween Resurrection. So, I've actually not seen Resurrection all the way because it... What the hell are you even doing here? Because it pisses me off and I'll get there. <laughs> so... At the we end want, of H2O... We want to talk movies that piss us off. We can talk Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Please um, continue. At the end of H2O, it seems as though Laurie's finally killed Michael. He's in a, They're in a, a van that crashes, and he's pinned under the van in a tree. And she chops his head off with an axe. And like that's how the movie ends. The last shot is his head rolling. Pick nice. up immediately right after that in Halloween Resurrection. It turns out that Michael swapped clothes with an EMT <laughs> and duct taped his mouth shut. And so Jamie Lee really just cut off that dude's head, and then she's driven nuts by it. She ends up, not, I don't think in Smith Grove, but like in an asylum, where she fakes taking her meds 
for some reason. And then Michael just shows up and they have like a fight scene on a roof and then he stabs her and throws her off the roof and she dies. And that's as far as I've gotten in that movie because it just pisses me off every time where it's like, why did they just do that? Dad, any questions about the half of the movie Queso has what, seen of Halloween what, Why were they in a van together? I... Oh, um, <laughs> so at the end of H2O, they think they got him. He's in a body bag in like the coroner's van. And then she's like, oh no, it's not him. Or she's going to go kill him once and for all. So she steals the coroner's van and then he wakes up in the body bag. And then at this time, you still think it's Michael. And then they fight on the steering wheel. They go over a cliff and then he falls out. And then that's how we got there. Uh, the rest of Resurrection is a reality show being broadcast over the internet on Halloween, hosted by Buster Rhymes, where they're like, we're going to go investigate the old spooky Myers house. And then Michael Myers shows up and actually starts killing people. But they think it's part of the bit because <laughs> like they're going to try to scare people with like fake Michael masks and stuff. At least I oh, think that's what it my is. God. And then Buster Rhymes, I think, kicks Michael into like a fire, and that's how he wins. I like I said, I haven't finished. I, I think I would actually watch that one. That sounds amazingly horrible. I own them all, so no, well, there I, you go. I will intend on watching it at some point. Dad, any further questions about no, Resurrection? No, I'm good on that one. Because we're making a harsh left turn into 2007's. Is it a remake? Is it a sequel? We don't know, and I actually kind of don't care. But it's just called Halloween. Queso. So it is definitively a remake uh, okay. by Rob Zombie, who at that point had done um, The Devil's Rejects and House of a Thousand Corpses, but in the in reverse order. House of a Thousand Corpses is an interesting movie. It's actually pretty good. And then Devil's Rejects is like more of a straight crime thriller, but it's a sequel to the other one. Somebody thought it would be a good idea to give... Rob Zombie Halloween, even though I think he had been a far better choice for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, except that had already been remade four years earlier. Dad, are you following any of this? Yeah. yeah okay, yeah, yeah. cool. Surprisingly, Good. I don't know. <laughs> so, so Rob Zombie's whole aesthetic is hellbilly. So like he does kind of like deliberate like white trash. Like everyone sucks, everyone curses at each other, everyone just like talks mean and stuff like that. I've never heard hellbilly before. That's <laughs> terrific. Um so like he intentionally creates like mean-spirited characters who like you kind of have a hard time sympathizing for and so what he ends up doing is the and this is like where it kind of goes away from carpenter's vision and they spend much of the movie kind of developing michael as a child so all the stuff that you had questions about with regards to like why did he kill his sister when he's a kid we spend a good like first chunk of the movie with him as a kid and loomis and like he talks and everything and it's ridiculous um eventually he breaks out and then goes to try to kill laurie again because he finds out that oh at this point laurie was an infant when michael kills his other sister so she's not she's put into foster care after michael kills his parents and his sister in that movie so that makes a little bit more sense okay Um, parents go too okay okay and then brad dorif is in it as the sheriff and he's kind of underutilized and then the girl who plays jamie lee's daughter in four five four and five she's grown up at this point and then so she's in it as a teenager and then so she's like back but as a different character altogether okay. she was at monster mania her line was crazy oh okay but Fair she looked nice queso <laughs> uh, and i went to monster mania last year and i met christina ricci and that's all i really remember about that day uh, meanwhile, moving right along to Halloween 2, 2009. This is a direct sequel to that remake. I haven't seen it. All I- okay, well, fine. Well, fine. Dad, 
Dad, do you remember all of those other movies we were just talking about besides the first one? Do you remember anything about them whatsoever? Yes. Good. Forget all of it. 2018. It's just called Halloween. Yes, this is a franchise that has three movies that are called Halloween. Um, I call this movie Halloween 2, the third time's a charm, because it is also technically the third Halloween 2. Um, wait, wait, it's Halloween 2. There's, there, was, there were two Halloweens. There's a Halloween, a remake... And then this last one you just said was Halloween Two remake. It's it's okay. called so. The <laughs> not, movie... the, not the current one, the one just before. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Here, I'm just gonna take the mic so I can. I'm looking at the screen, so I'm gonna take back this mic. So there is Halloween 1978. Well, yeah, we got that. Okay, forget everything else that came in between that because okay. now it's just Halloween 1978 okay. and Halloween 2018. 40 years later. Literally uh, okay. every other movie you can forget about, including Halloween 2 1981, Halloween 2007, and Halloween 2 2009. Now okay. we're on to Halloween, the third movie called Halloween, and I think I'm going to give the mic back. Okay. <laughs> so that is that is a correct summation. Um, it's a sequel that I think delivers on what the setup for H2O was supposed to be but actually fulfills that. I think it remembers the sense of escalation that you need to do from the original one. Um, instead of Michael being Laurie's sister, now he's just fixated. There's no real reason given or anything like that. Um, every sense of motivation, every character detail that's been prescribed to Michael in any of the sequels is ignored and forgot about. Um, and I think it works to the movie's benefit. Dad, any is, questions about... Is, is that one worth seeing? Is it? Wait, that's the last one. Yes. Okay, and that's worth seeing. I, I would think so, yeah. I mean, I think they're all worth seeing if you... Mm-hmm. Eh, well, I don't know. But but <laughs> it's not a remake. It's it's like... It's a direct sequel. It's it's um, Okay. Rather than uh, being like how Halloween 2 1981 was a sequel that takes place the night after. Right. Or Halloween uh, H2O being a sequel that takes place 20 years after that one. They forgo those other ones, and it's just Halloween and then other Halloween. Okay. Um, 78 and 18. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So there's three Got distinct it. Halloween timelines. Got it. At least. Now, there are two more on the way. Correct. Actually, nice. Halloween Kills is the sequel to Halloween 2018. That was supposed to come out Friday. <laughs> Last Friday. They pushed it back to Halloween 2021. Maybe even 2022. Who knows? It's saying 2021 on my end. Okay, so Halloween—they're they're optimistic. Halloween ends has no date attached Correct. to it. So yes. Uh, <laughs> let me take this back real quick. But, Dad, any questions about Halloween or John Carpenter at large? This is our final John Carpenter episode. Oh, thank God. <laughs> Okay, so I'll take back over the mic for a, a brief jaunt. Um, but we watched the four movies. We watched The Thing, They Live, Big Trouble in Little China, and Halloween. Did you have a favorite? Uh, I guess the Little China. That was that was. Well, I don't know. Halloween was pretty cool. Okay. But the, okay. Um, the China one because it was it was it was the most fun. Fair enough. It was the most fun. All right. 
Um, and I assume you do have a least favorite. Think what was the second one? I now I can't remember. They live. And what happened to them? <laughs> it was the aliens and the sunglasses and the bubble oh, gum. Oh yeah, and yeah, the yeah. You know what? That was pretty cool. Okay, that that's right. right. That All was right. pretty cool. Except the aliens sucked, but uh, but the well, whole idea was pretty cool. They yeah. could have really run with it, but uh, yeah, I don't know. The probably least favorite was the thing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, which but, the original the thing did make a cameo in Halloween. The, yes. They were watching yes. on TV the original 1950s yes. the thing, which was Carpenter calling his own shot. Yes. Really. Yeah. Um, okay. So that's really it for our first uh, horror movie month. And uh, we should just be wrapping it up in the next few minutes. But I wanted to take a minute to say real quickly, next week, it is the final Friday of Halloween, of uh, October. It is October the 30th, which is, if you remember my teaser from earlier this month, we are taking you to Grover's Mill, New Jersey, where we will be covering the original 1938 radio broadcast of Orson Welles and the Mercury Theater on the air of the War of the Worlds, my Jersey? friends. Jersey? Yes, we're going to Jersey. We're going to Jersey. My good friends, yes. Jersey, that beautiful land of toxic sewage and a surprisingly nice park with a statue to Orson Welles in it. Um, so we will be there broadcasting from Grover's Mill, New Jersey. I'm very excited for the 82nd anniversary of the broadcast. Okay, it's I'm, become yeah. an annual pilgrimage for me. I go yeah. every year on the 30th. We're going to be recording before that, obviously. But rain or shine, I will be there the night of the 30th. Okay. Because gosh darn it. Um, uh, I am HD Lickner on Twitter, uh, pod underscore Frank also on Twitter, and Muscle Nerd Studios on the Instagrams. Queso, do you have anything to plug? I do this time. Oh. Uh, so if you want to watch me casually or poorly play video games and join me in watching movies via Watch Party, if you have Amazon Prime, that is, uh, you can find me at twitch.tv slash TV. Spell that out. Yes. Please. So there's a pun in there because uh, I play a character called Cathode Ray. His last name is spelled W. R-A-Y. So the W is silent. So you go twitch.tv slash C-A-T-H-O-D-E-W-A R I got it backwards. C-A-T-H-O-D-W-R-A-Y-T-V I'll, I'll put a link in the episode description. And yeah, then please. Cathode Ray TV is where I am just about everywhere. Cathode Ray TV on Twitter, Cathode Ray TV on Instagram, Cathode Ray TV on Slasher, which is like a horror-specific social media app if you're on there. I am. A lot of weird stuff. It's fun. <laughs> uh, I haven't published a Facebook page yet because I don't like the interface, but uh, generally that's, that's where it is. Yeah, um, yeah I, uh, I hang out there usually late at night playing video games and watching movies, so anyone's welcome. Fair enough. All right. I think that is everything. Dad, uh, Queso, nothing more to add there. All right, Dad, take us out. Don't forget to vote. You got 15 days. It's uh, pretty important. Well, you have 15 days from the time of this recording. Okay. Uh, uh, make sure you vote. Um, don't be a lazy butt. Get up and vote. And uh, be good to your parents and clean your room. Bye, everybody.
I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes. The devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him, and another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Uh, sir, this is a wet days.